Hi guys, I'm Hannah. I'm Kylie. And this is Back Up for Grabs. Uh, today we're going to be talking about season one, episode one, The Marooning. <laughs> Such an ominous title. Um, so maybe the easiest thing to start off with is just summarizing what happened. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay, um, wait, hang on. I'm timing you. <laughs> I'm going to give you 15 seconds. Oh, gosh. Clock's ticking. And go. So it was kind of Jeff's quick intro of what the show's even about. These 16 people show up on an island and they have to do challenges. Otherwise, they get voted out and they have to be held accountable for their actions. <laughs> oh, no. It's all you. Okay. Um, I'm, get- I'm stressed. Ready? Set. Go. So we hit the island for the very first time. Um, For a couple of, you know, minutes, it's just everybody trying to figure out what the heck they're even doing as far as shelter. Um, Then we have a challenge. It's a fire challenge. And uh, Orange Team loses, and they decide to vote out Sonya at Tribal Council because she's weak. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And that's what happened. You can stop now. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's just dive into it. My first thoughts were that the ship they came in on looked like it was going to collapse. Like it might sink. Definitely. (laughs) Well, and it was just so chaotic. Like, Jeff didn't give us any heads up of, like, this is what they're doing. They were just all rummaging around. And then he was like, by the way, they have two minutes to get off my ship. It's like, oh, okay. I kind of miss when they were able to grab like whatever they deemed necessary off the ship to take with them. Because now it's very much... Well, I guess sometimes they still do the ship grab situation, but for the most part, it's you might have supplies at camp that we already chose and provided to you. Good luck finding some coconuts to eat. Mm-hmm. I also liked that they introduced everybody during the theme song. Like you got to, well, not even just during the theme song, but during the theme song, you got everybody's name and like a clip of them, which I thought was a nice, like, here's the people that are still there type right. of situation. Cause a lot of times... At least when you're only seeing an episode every single week, you feel like you have to relearn those people. Exactly. Well, and it was nice, too, to have that, like, one normal picture to, like, put them in context of how you would normally <laughs> see them rather than them looking like garbage yeah. on the episode. And we got it for everybody, whereas I feel yeah. like they're not that great nowadays about being like, here's this person, they do this, and they're from here. Right. It's just kind of like, if that happens to come up at some point, they'll mention it. Or you'll get, you know, like a subtitle or something with who they are while they're talking, but that's about it. Right. But if they're voted off early, you'll never know who they are, so. Yeah, and I mean, this is like jumping ahead a little bit, but I feel like we actually got to know who, like, regardless of who got voted out, we would have known their name, what they did, and kind of like their, I don't know, contribution or whatever to camp slash the tribe at this point. Mm -hmm. It didn't, like, even in seasons... Just, you know, 10 or 20 seasons down the line, you kind of don't always have a idea of who everybody is. <laughs> right. By even, like, the first, I would say three or four, sometimes not even till the merge, like, I, especially if one tribe's dominating, I feel like you never hear from them <laughs> anymore. <laughs> exactly, they're just gone. <laughs> but yeah, so when they jumped off this boat, they had a bamboo raft, not an actual boat, <laughs> and half of the tribe was swimming, 
they were on the raft all, like, helping each other. Well, you can ask Rudy how he felt about <laughs> what the raft should have been used for. I think I could ask Rudy how I should have done a lot of my life, and he would have told me. I... I like, I feel like Rudy and BB very much have the same kind of role on their respective tribes, but I find Rudy, I don't know if it's just because he's around longer, so I like have more memories of him, but I feel like he's so much more endearing than BB. Like, I'm already annoyed by BB. Well, <laughs> yes. So BB wants it his way or no way, and Rudy just wants things to get done. And I think that's why I can work with Rudy, because if mm-hmm. I'm like putting in effort, Rudy's going to be like, thank you. Whereas if I'm putting an effort and I'm doing it incorrectly, BB's going to say, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. But I mean, don't worry, because no one was putting in effort. That's anyway. true. Gretchen <laughs> tried. She did. Maybe, do you want to like compare Toggy and Pagan? Taji? Toggy? I don't know. Do you want to compare orange and yellow? <laughs> we, we can try. I mean, I barely knew what color they were supposed to be anyway, because they were all wearing different colors. They only had the buffs, which is how I recognized them. Yeah. I, well, orange is Richard's. Yes. Hatch's tribe. And yes. then yellow is, I think, Jervis. The fun tribe. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were struggling early with rowing and being cohesive, but then it really came together for the challenge. I think they just like each other more as people. At least that's like the vibe I got. As soon as they got on the beach, they were like hugging, like, good job team. Like, I don't know. It just felt like they had a lot more team spirit, I guess, than yeah. I was getting from Orange. But that could have to do with the fact that I feel like Orange just had a very like, let's just get it done approach. Right. Which is not really how Yellow went about things. <laughs> well, and that's kind of what I liked too about the whole trek from Jeff's boat to the island is that they really had to work together and it wasn't they weren't on that first name basis anymore like it was like oh like what's your name like how we see it now it's more like okay I've just done this humongous journey with you we're good we can just move past that and do what we need to do mm-hmm. yeah I agree I don't know who said we don't need fire tonight but they were incorrect <laughs> <laughs> it was probably a male <laughs> people's like various reactions though just to like being on the island were so funny like while I was watching I was kind of cracking up at Ramona being like hmm like I don't like I'm tired we're outdoors it's hot and I'm thinking like what did you think coming to Borneo was gonna be like and just so the listeners know we're not being um facetious we had to look up where Borneo was we did before we started this we have geography in case you were wondering it's between the Philippines and Indonesia. <laughs> and it's near Australia. Mm-hmm. And then Richard was just singing, or sitting there on his little tree limb, swinging his legs, watching it all go down. And then he gathered everybody together while they were already being productive <laughs> to host his own little tribal council to question them as to whether they understood what he was trying to say about tribe morale. His whole project manager approach is really, like, not... The way, especially when you're working with people like Rudy, um, Stacy, Kelly, people that seemed like they just kind of wanted to get like a move on with things. Dirk made the comment that he thought Richard was trying to bring the tribe together. I did not see that happening in the slightest because he already had his little debate with Sue on how we should be 
speaking to each other and how we should be organizing, but didn't very or didn't seem very um, cohesive to me at least in the beginning. And I think it's hard because in like a survival situation, I don't know that it's important to have an idea of what your group's ultimate goal is when like. Right. Richard was like, well, I knew Michael coming in. And Sue's like, yeah, I knew mine too. Well, obviously everyone wants a million dollars. You don't need a tribe goal. Tribe goals to win a challenge and not go to a tribal council. Yeah. Plus I think, I mean, I kind of on one hand get what he's saying of like, if we actually talked through some of these bigger questions, it might unite us, bring us together, give us some sense of joint unity, Mm -hmm. I guess. Because that is, I mean, super important for this first stage before the merge. Like, everyone has to have the group group's best interest in mind, not just right. theirs. But yeah. it's also like, you know, if I don't know when my next drink of purified water is going to be, I might be sleeping on the sand with a bunch of crabs and rats running around. I don't really care if we've had a philosophical discussion about why we're here. True. <laughs> True. I mean, especially when it took them... An hour to find the water. Yeah, that, so, okay. One thing that I've always heard about season one is that the only person who ever strategized was Richard Hatch. Right. And that's why he won. Right. And after seeing this first episode, I have to, like, disagree. I don't really think that he's the only one that, stra- I think he's the only one that did it successfully, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even just, so, on the Yellow Tribe, when... Bibi and Ramona were looking for water. He made that comment of like, well, we won't be voted off as long as we're the only ones who know where to find the water. And it's like, he was the first one to kind of, I mean, we don't know chronologically, I guess, when that happened as compared to everything else. But it felt very much like he had his... He was starting to think about it. Yeah, he had his his brain on gameplay and not just survival. And I think... I don't know, maybe BB has more survival skills than most of his tribe combined, so that could be why. Right. Um, well, it's also kind of like Kelly and Stacy, right? Like, they were like, oh, mm-hmm. we, like, are aligned and, like, we talk strategy and then we try to get Sue on board. Then it cuts to Sue. And she's <laughs> like, I'm not voting with them. Are you kidding? But she made the comment, like, I'm not voting with the girls, which made me then think of, like, oh, are they already starting to think of, like, men versus women and how men and women tend to align together? Sue's, like, kind of a bitch. (laughs) You don't even have to preface it with kind of. (laughs) Yeah, that was the other one that I thought was interesting, is that (laughs) Stacy says they're talking strategy, but the whole, their strategy seemed to consist of who was least helpful around camp, which even then is not really a strategy person at least definitely not like newer survivor seasons where your goal is to get the smartest people off right as fast as possible unless you're friends with them in which case they can stay and you can blindside them later right of course (laughs) there was a lot of little like i don't know treats in this episode that i really liked though um i feel like i forgot that so many people used to be able to bring personal items Mm. and that's I feel like not really a thing anymore. Or if it is, they don't give it any airtime. And the fact that, like, they show Dirk with an entire Bible. Like, can you imagine trying to get a full Bible from the ship 
on the raft well, they to the had, beach. They had their little plastic baggies, which I was surprised about too. Mm-hmm. Like the plastic baggies and then also the fact that they had first aid. Like why wasn't medic called out to help with I kind of feel like their crew must have been so much smaller because even just how with how the challenge was filmed, like right. you did not have as many cameramen no. as we do. I it, mean, now obviously the budget's gone way up. Right. But even in like, you know, All Stars or... Uh, I don't know, like Micronesia felt a lot different just in terms of how the filming went. Right, we were watching them come to shore instead of like going with them to shore. Yeah. Maybe let's just talk about the challenge. I think (laughs) this was the most like low budget challenge they could have come up. Like a couple of tiki torches. Um, They each had like a towel for their team to stand on while Jeff was explaining instructions. Very close together. Jeff's like, I'm not shouting. You're both going to be right here. Mm-hmm. I also, I mean, you get, I found... You get 50 waterproof matches to win. It's like, okay, where's my tarp? Where's my flint? Where's my fishing gear? Yeah. Well, they could have grabbed fishing gear on the That's true. ship. Or, well, I guess fishing traps. traps. A little different. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I was surprised how physical the challenge was. Like, there's usually, I feel like now, kind of elements of, you know... Puzzles plus physical strength plus, I don't know, strategy, sports or something like yeah. that. But this was just straight, like, you are in the water. You will make your way out of the water. You uh-huh. will carry this ginormous thing 100 yards in the sand. Yeah. And I think each team seemed to me like they had a pretty good disbursement of strength versus, like, weaker people. I was surprised about that. Um, and I'm, I'm curious how they split up the teams, because they didn't have any, like, themes to begin with. They didn't have any, like, they did, like, a schoolyard pick a couple of times. Right. Like, none of that. It was just, like, these are your tribes. These people have yellow buffs, and these people have orange. Congrats. <laughs> um, but I wonder if they did base it on, like, perceived physical strength at first, because what else... Like, you have nothing else to go off of. Right, you have a couple older people, a couple younger people, men and women, and it's just like, all right, this looks like an equal distribution. Yeah. And I do, I mean, I think Orange could have won if Sonia didn't suck. Right. Well, it was such a quick challenge. Like, one little mess up like that just ruined them. hmm Yeah. And, I mean, that's probably why challenges have multiple elements now, so that even if, you know, you're super lackluster in one part, you at least have the opportunity to make it up. <laughs> right. Um, some of my favorite moments from the episode. Oh, well, actually, first, something I found that was interesting. I wrote it down. It was something about what, like, Jeff didn't say. Like, there's a couple of iconic oh, Jeff quotes that aren't in here. Yeah, he didn't say, like, I've got nothing for you. That's what I wrote down, Yeah. They just kind of left. Yeah. And then, well, and then the other tribe just stayed for a very long time and was celebrating. I was going to say, they were kind of obnoxious, like very oh, yeah. in in their face about it. Considering how, I mean, we see discrepancies now between like winning teams and losing teams that are like, the gap is so much greater than, right. like Orange was right in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jervis was like, no, this is my island. It's like, okay, they're right there. I really like Jervis. I do too, but he's a little, he's a little much. He was, he was pretty, pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> I also, yeah, I'm still so curious what they told the tribes about what to expect. Cause like 
Stacy made that comment of like, oh, they're combining like the two challenges this time. And it's like, okay, so you were clearly told that there were two challenges, but not a lot more than that right. <laughs> from the sounds of it. <laughs> right. But I mean, being horrible at challenges really makes or breaks you early on, it seems like. Because like you said, like we get out weak players or strong players or smart players, but right now they're all about, no, you're weak, you're leaving. You messed up the challenge. Goodbye. Yeah. Except for, I mean, Stacy and Kelly both being like, Rudy's annoying. Right. And it's shocking to me that he got, I mean, someone else must have voted for him. Did you, you watched the... The ending, yeah. It was Kelly, Stacy, and someone else. Must have. Probably Sonia. Probably, oh, I think it was Sonia. Oh, what? it totally was. Yeah. They showed her um, yeah. clip. But, yeah, even for, at this stage, to take someone like Rudy and cut them, like, I can't even imagine a tribe doing that now. No. Well, I mean, he was stronger in the challenge than Sonia, too, so at least he has that. But with his level of assertiveness on how things should be done at camp, like, that could have played a stronger role in how people would have voted together if they had planned ahead of time. Yeah, I wrote down a note about that. Like, even a couple of seasons down the line, like, not even, like, new school survivors. Still old school, but just a few seasons later. It seems like people like, avoid being labeled the leader, like, the plague. And I didn't get that vibe at all here. Like, everyone was shouting at each other, trying to, like... No. (laughs) Be the one with the idea that we're all gonna go with. Right. And, I mean, part of that's probably just because when you watch the game, you develop ideas for how it's supposed to be played. And they obviously didn't have anything going into it like that. Right, and they needed a shelter, they needed a fire. Someone had to take charge and do that. Mm -hmm. It could come back and haunt them later. It's possible. But yeah, I loved the tribal council setup. Um, (laughs) I loved how Jeff did say his iconic line, behind each of you is a a torch, fire represents life. Um, I didn't enjoy that he said that they could keep it because I feel like later on, if you don't have fire at home already, you don't get to bring it with you after you go to tribal. It used to be, like, a big celebration that, like, if we go to tribal council, at least we get to have fire afterwards. So I don't know how That's long true. they, like, kept that up versus the other thing. Can we talk about Jeff's shark tooth necklace? <laughs> it's my favorite. It's, like, fashion. And how he just has a chest of a million dollars next to him at tribal. Oh, yeah. Just casually chilling there. Like, I, d- I doubt it was actually oh, of course not. Of all course of not. the cash. But, right. Whew. And then he was like, oh, yeah, just put your vote in the container. I'm like, I'm Jeff. It's an urn. It's not a container. And you're supposed to go tally the votes before you come back with the urn. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I was going to say, we also didn't get our whole podcast name up yet because nothing's been back up for grabs yet. (laughs) That's true. That's true. So now do you want to go through and just kind of talk through, like, snippets of the show that we really enjoyed? Like our quick live reactions to what these people had to say? Yeah. I, so we've obviously been watching the episodes together right before we record these, so we're, you know, kind of talking through them as we go. But just so that, you know, you guys have an idea of the things we pulled out. Um, I loved that BB's t-shirt had pictures of his family all over the front. That was super cute. Rudy is just, like, out here on the beach doing push-ups. He's killing it. <laughs> like, he's amazing for still being as physically active as he is. Um, 
Dirk trying to brush his teeth with a stick. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Apparently. Um, I also have been lovingly referring to Sean as the doctor who looks like Ross from Friends, but I will call him Sean <laughs> for the rest of the show. He apparently has a pierced nipple. Wasn't a fan of that. I can't imagine going on to a show like Survivor with a It's gotta be uncomfortable. Nipple, right? Like, with all the stuff you have to do, the physical challenges, you're not wearing a shirt during those most of the time. Like... What if it got caught on something? Yeah, I can't. I cannot. <laughs> Good for you, Sean. Good for you. Um, can we talk about... Speaking of things that are uncomfortable, mm. Sue giving herself... I thought it was a machete haircut. I thought she was brushing her hair. <laughs> but I will not be using that machete for any other purpose for the rest of the show. And while we're on the machete... Sean just killed it. <laughs> it's no longer in existence. It is destroyed. I I blame Richard Hatch entirely for that one. Mm. Just like I'll blame Richard Hatch for making me look at rats more than I needed to. <laughs> First hot meal is going to be rat soup. I will admit it was smart for him to put it in the in the fish trap to mm. then use it as bait, but I did not not need to see that. <laughs> I kind of thought BB was being the worst, which we kind of talked about, but him just looking at Gretchen in the face and saying, I never burn out. Sir, you are- Can I have that energy? Like- (laughs) I'm tired just watching him. (laughs) Right. Um, Sousa, a rat is just a squirrel without a fuzzy tail, kind of implies that she would be also fine eating squirrel soup, which is not usually on my menu. I mean, she did say that she's a redneck, which was such a good contribution to her conversation with Richard, but <laughs> apparently nothing nothing faces her. <laughs> I thought it was so funny in the challenge when Jeff, like, begs them to follow the rules so that he doesn't have to make a judgment call. It's like, since when, Jeff? Exactly. These days I feel like he's like, do whatever you want and I'll tell you when you screw it up. <laughs> and he definitely does. Go back. No, you didn't get there in time. <laughs> Let's take a moment of silence for Dirk's abs. <laughs> and may they always be featured mm. on every episode mm-hmm. here on out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in comparison, Rudy talking about Richard. I mean, he's fat, but he's good. Little friendship going on there. The funny thing about that is that I don't even feel like Richard's that fat. Like, when you look at some people that play now. True. Like, I don't think he's, you know, a spring chicken. No. But he's not. He's fat. He's in shape enough to do the show well. Mm-hmm. He can do the challenges. And he obviously, like, definitely loses a lot of weight by the end of it. So yeah. we know he has, like, weight to lose. Right. But. <laughs> Whew. I kind of thought it was ironic but sad that Sonia is the one that says the good news is we'll have fire tonight, but the bad news is one of us won't be here to enjoy it. And it was Sonia. <laughs> it was. But she even said in her little farewell message too, like, she would have voted herself out too for how she performed in the challenge and like, she kind of recognized it. I thought as far as, you know, vote outs go, the fact that the first one kind of ended on a really positive note with her like, you know, shaking people's hands, giving some like nice goodbyes, wishing them well. Right. It just kind of shows the bond I think that you make even within just a few days with these people that you've been out in the wilderness with. Like there's nothing even close to how (laughs) people bond like that in our modern 
you know, society. My my last thing that I wanted to point out was Richard Hatch again, <laughs> not knowing who he wanted to vote for. He just said, for subtle reasons, I'm doing this. Not sure what those reasons are. It's like, okay, you have zero game plan. They're so subtle that he can't even identify them, Kylie. <laughs> I really I really just wanted to know. I really wanted to know. So it was a short, kind of a short, like, looking forward to next week clip. But it was. All I took from it was that we're going to have a food challenge, and I'm so excited. <laughs> Love the food challenge. Definitely one of the highlights of this season and every season that has a food challenge. Um, also loved the little tidbit with Rudy and Richard because I think that they're going to be some big characters moving forward. Oh, you think? I think. <laughs> um, okay, my favorite quote from the episode was Sweet Sean sitting there and saying, I think it would have been nice if we made fire. Because I agree. I think it would have been nice. <laughs> Probably would have done a little better. <laughs> um, my favorite was from Rudy, because he said, Before we got on the island here, I formed opinions about people. And honestly, same. <laughs> he modified his opinions. I don't know how quickly I would have modified mine, but I appreciate his his honesty there. I think one standout that we both saw, we actually paused the episode as we were watching it, hmm. was 10 minutes in to this episode, Richard said he was going to win and already had a check for a million dollars. I think what we can take from that is that we should enter any and all situations with Richard Hatch's confidence, and it's that and much more likely it'll that work out that it'll go our way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna move into a little segment that we're gonna do, which essentially is us wishing happy birthday. Yeah, announcing the birthdays that happened during that week, and this is gonna cover all survivor contestants and so we'll say which season they're from you might recognize some of these others not so much but we did everyone's birthdays <laughs> and we did not recognize a lot of them and currently while we're recording this they're only airing up to season 41 so if anyone exists after that. that and they have a birthday this week i'm sorry we'll get you next time <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a shout out on instagram all right, January 2nd, we have Sundra Oakley from season 13. January 3rd, we have Gandia Johnson from season 5 and Tasha Fox from season 28 and season 31. January 4th, we have Tom Westman from season 10 and season 20. And it's Hannah's birthday. It is my birthday. Uh, January 5th, we have Kel Gleason from season 2. January 6th, we have... Kathy Vavrick O'Brien's birthday from season four and season eight, and Jan Herbert's birthday from season six. January 7th, we have Aaron Collins from season five and Jim Lynch from season 11. And January 8th, we have Rafe Judkins from season 11 and LJ McCannis from season 28. Well, I think that about does it for our recap of season one episode one so join us next week when we talk about episode two and our first food challenge it's gonna be super exciting listening i'm hannah i'm kylie and thanks for listening to back up for grabs make sure to subscribe rate and review us on wherever you listen to podcasts it really helps our ratings and we would really appreciate it and if you'd like you can go ahead and follow us on insta or twitter or both um, our Insta is at Backup for Grabs, and Twitter is 
at backupforgrabs underscore. Or you can email us at backupforgrabspod at gmail.com.